And now I'm going to get to probably the most asked question that I've been asked, um, not just today, not just yesterday, not just on this Ask Me Anything and not just on my Instagram. In the last month, the question that I have been asked the very most is, how has Andrew's conversion to Islam affected your brotherhood? How has it affected your relationship? Is it going to affect your relationship? Is it going to be strange living in a household um, with two faiths? Are you going to convert? These are a bunch of questions that have obviously come through, and I'm going to try to answer all of them uh, within the next few minutes. So Andrew's initial point um, about Islam he was making many months ago before he officially went loud with his conversion. I knew about his, his thoughts and uh, you know, the way his, his heart was leaning for a very long time. And Andrew made a very good point, a very strong point. And his point about Islam was this. He said, if you walk around a, a Catholic country, a country like Italy, and you insult Jesus Christ, or if you walk around England and you insult Jesus Christ, you could say offensive things about him. You could tell an English person or an Italian, here you go, say something bad about Jesus Christ or, or your God. Here's some money. Will you do that? And people would do that largely as a whole. Um, and also saying bad things about you know, Jesus Christ and their God. Nobody would face any repercussions. You could walk around the street freely saying these slanderous things, which is very rude and very impolite. And nobody would do anything about it. However, in the Muslim world, you see where I'm going here, such an example is simply unthinkable. A Muslim would never insult his own prophet. He'd never insult his own God. And, and that too, if you were in a Muslim country or even in the presence of Muslim people and you were to insult their God or, or their prophet, they would be absolutely furious. Someone might even punch you in the face. And that's very fair enough. But what Andrew failed to mention, which is a point that I think I'm going to raise right here, is there are people in the world who will punch you in the face if you insult Jesus Christ and if you insult, um, uh, if you insult Jesus Christ or the Virgin Mary or anything. And those people are the Muslims. Now, if you don't know religion and you don't know religious history very well, then I guess you don't know that one of the most, prophet, one of the most important prophets in Islam is Jesus, son of Mary, as they refer to him, or Jesus Christ, as us Christians call him. So this Dubai, the Middle East, the United Arab Emirates, the Muslim world is a part of the world where you could not walk around and freely insult Jesus. So I feel perfectly at home in the Middle East, and I feel perfectly at home living with my brother, who is now a Muslim. He's going to put a Quran up above his title belts in the house. I have no problem with that book being in my house. I am very happy um, for my brother and the decision he made. I think that it's going to benefit him. Uh, in the long run, I think that he's a lot happier than I've seen him in a very long time. And good for him. Bro, I was not ready for that. So Me neither, man. This was organic, bro. Alhamdulillah. Man, I haven't seen this video. I'm assuming you haven't either. I have not, no. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Bro, when he said that, I was literally thinking that too in my mind. I was like, he's like, there's nobody that would punch anyone if they, I was like, Bro, I'm a Muslim. I would do that. I would punch yeah. someone a bit. But then he said it. I was like, wow. <laughs> yes, Allah. And, you know, even him mentioning that Andrew Tate's been happier. His brother's been happier than he's seen him before. You know, that's beautiful. That's what we talk about on the channel. That's what Islam does. It makes you content. Um, this is a side note, um, but I've been thinking about it recently. You know, people who look at Andrew Tate, who liked him before, they are basically attached to what Andrew Tate calls hedonism, which is indulging in self-pleasure and all of that stuff. And I think people are looking for happiness and they're looking for the wrong thing. And what they should work for is what Andrew Tate, you know, has found, which is contentment. Contentment 
um, in, in Allah, in Islam, in your religion, in your belief, uh, in who you are as a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to hear his brother describe him in that way of he's happier now is, is very beautiful. And mm -hmm. um, 100%, I actually, I felt, I felt the same thing when he was going on about, you know, there are people who will punch you in the face if you insult Jesus and it's also the Muslims. Alhamdulillah, it's, we, we give huge, huge respect to the prophets and the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and we make no distinction between them. I agree, bro. And there's a, I'm following like, obviously, just like you, probably a lot of different Muslim, you know, Instagram pages and all that. So I forgot which one I saw that said this or like some scholar or someone, but it said the heart of a believer um, or the state of the heart of the believer finds paradise before eventually finding paradise. And I think it's wonderful that you mentioned the thing about contentment because contentment is such a good word to describe how you feel when you choose to accept and submit to Allah after Islam has been made clear as day, which it is, bro. Let's be honest for even the people that disbelieve or choose to disbelieve, they still know deep in their hearts. Like there's a, you know, there's, there's these jokes, these memes that people say, you know, in Ramadan, their non-Muslim friends are reminding them, oh, don't eat, don't drink. It's like they know themselves, you know. And a lot of these non-Muslims know about things that we do and we believe in that are correct and things that we abstain from that are wrong. Maybe they just haven't come to terms with accepting Islam, but they know, bro. They know, you know, drinking is bad for you. PMO is bad for you, even if they, they don't have a deen yet, you know? Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I um, I think on a side note, I think there's there's probably a lot of pressure that people are putting on on Tristan to you know accept Islam, become Muslim as well. Um, and I think it's important to say let the brother you know take his time as well. Let him look into Islam, and um, let him you know come on his own volition once he he sees Islam as the truth. And like you mentioned, bro, it's not hard to see Islam as the truth. It's very clear. And halal and haram, these things are very clear. Uh, so when a person finds the truth, you know, it's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you know, allow them to accept it, internalize it, and to really feel that contentment that Islam brings you in life. Uh, it's something that, you know, no one, the, the, the king or the president or the ruler or nobody, you know, with everything in the world, take anyone who has everything in the world, they will not feel that level of contentment. I know it sounds silly, but I think there's a story of, of two sahaba, radiallahu anhum where they were sitting um, and they basically only had dry bread to eat. And it was so dry, they would dip it in the ocean, not even like a pail of water or a well, in the ocean, right, to eat it. And they were saying if the, if the kings and the rulers of Rome and Persia knew the, the, basically the happiness, the contentment, the, the, the you know, blissfulness we feel in our hearts, they would send armies to come and try and take it from us. Mm. Subhanallah. I remember the first time you, you told me that, I was just like, wow. Because yeah. I can feel that within you know in my own life, in my own small things that I do. Like for example, just going to the masjid, you know, and just you got wudu, you're outside, you're like, you know what? Why not just pray at this masjid instead of going home and praying? So I just, you know, go and put my shoes. There's no one there, bro. And it's just just peaceful. It's so simple. You know, you're not in a nice fancy car, you're not in a nice fancy house, but you have everything that matters in the world, bro. Yeah, 100%, bro. Very, very beautifully said. And, um, you know, it, it gets people thinking. You know, people wonder, like, why do I have to say praise of God? Why do I have to say, you know, subhanAllah? Why do I have to say God is greater? Like, why do I have to say these things? Um, 
it doesn't benefit God, right? When I say Allahu Akbar, God is greater. God doesn't get greater than he is. There's no way that's possible because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unlimited in his greatness. He's the highest above everything else. So why would we say something like subhanAllah? And if you were to think about some of the benefits, you know, you could think about it being like positive self-talk in a way. But instead of talking positively about yourself, you're reminding yourself about the greatest being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when you say subhanAllah, praises to God, you're, you're reminding yourself of how praiseworthy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And you're, you stop and think, wow, that's the, that's the Lord I worship. That's the one I worship. The one who's worthy of worship. When you say alhamdulillah, you say all thanks is to Allah. Right, what do you thank Allah for? Everything, literally every single thing. Every second that you take a breath is a mercy from Allah. You know, and you, and, and when, you, when you're thankful to Allah, again, side note, gratitude, thankfulness is the, is the greatest motivator. People think anger is the greatest motivator. Like you come to, you go up to somebody like, hey, you can't do it. I know you can't do it. People think that that anger, like, oh, I'm going to show you I could do it, is the greatest motivator. It's not true. Gratitude is the best motivator. So when you say alhamdulillah, you're actually motivating yourself to do better for the sake of Allah. You know, you say, la ilaha illallah, there's none worthy of worship, obedience, anything except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're reminding yourself the one you serve that you're not going to submit to your desires for money, for women or whatever. You're not going to compromise your belief or your religion because la ilaha illallah. And Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater. God is greater. Greater than what? Greater than everything that exists. No matter what mm -hmm. exists, no matter what you're looking at, Allah is greater than that thing. You're scared a tribe is going to come attack you. You're scared a mob is going to come attack you. It doesn't matter. Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater than all of them. You know, these things like a person is unstoppable, unstoppable when they believe these things truly. And that's where that contentment comes from. And that's why it's so hard to break Muslims, bro. It's so hard to break the Muslims. Because mm. of Alhamdulillah. And may Allah guide Tristan Tate, bro, to Islam, Allah just man, like yeah. Andrew Tate. And uh, inshallah, I would love to see that, bro. Inshallah, ya Rabb. If you guys made it this far, we got a special announcement for you guys. This Friday, December 2nd, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Rami, bro, who are we going live with? We're going live with Sonny Faz and his mom. And his mom? Yes, and his mom. His Christian Damn. mother. Oh, my God, bro. They're about to confront us about the biggest Muslim stereotypes, Islamic stereotypes, things they've been taught. They're going to ask us about clarification. They're going to ask us about why we believe about what we believe. We're going to ask them about why they believe about what they believe. Seek some common ground. Seek some understanding. And then inshallah, 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 they might actually accept our invitation to Islam. I'm not saying they will, but it's possible. We got to still do our part, right? Even Anhel is going to be there, bro. I know Anhel's been gone for a few days, but even Anhel's going to be on the stream. Make sure you guys check it out. Christian mom, Sunny, me, Rami, Anhel. What could go wrong? Put that on your calendar this Friday, December 2nd at 6 p.m. EST, 11 p.m. UK time. It's a live stream, not pre-recorded. You can ask your questions, do your thing, inshallah. Make sure you guys come and tune in. Show your support.